0: Welcome to the Hallmarkies Podcast. We are really excited today. Today, we are taking a break from covering Hallmark movies, and we are talking about a series on Netflix called Dash and Lily. Really fun. I'm film Rachel Wagner, and I have a very special guest with me today. YouTuber Austin Burke is here, and we're so excited to have you back on the podcast.
1: I'm so excited to be back. This is not the show that I anticipated, talking about multiple times but i'll tell you what rachel i'm excited to get into this discussion because um it is much more of a treasure than trash i'll tell you that much but i'm (laughs) excited thanks for having me on
0: yeah so we had you last on i think for talking babysitters club yeah which was so good and got renewed for season two yay i'm
1: so excited i can't (laughs) listen we have to cover that again because that is one of those shows and it's one that you forget about too because even when i was going through my favorite shows of the year so far I kind of forgot to put babysitters club
0: i i on was a that little list. outraged at your yeah. ranking video
1: <laughs> yeah i forgot just and somebody said babysitters club. it may have been you in the comments and i'm like oh no oh no but it's it's firmly in one of the best netflix shows of the yeah. year it was great it's so good
0: i loved it <laughs> and y'all i'll put a link down in the description to our babysitters club as uh, season one podcast that we did uh but yeah so this dash and lily and uh this is based on a series of books well i think this is the first book that it's based on and uh to be honest young adult is usually not my jam because the whole sort of uh, the whole sort of angry disgruntled teen is usually the not my favorite (laughs) it's just i usually after i watch these kind of things i have to like call my mother and apologize because i just feel so bad because i know i was somewhat of a disgruntled teen but um but uh, i was excited about this first of all because it is christmas themed uh, so that's going to be interesting but i don't know it just looked interesting and charming and uh yeah had you heard of the books or anything like that going into
1: this Now, I actually found that out through research. I'm like, oh, wait, this is based on a book. And it's not the kind of show. Again, what you're speaking upon is we get a lot of these, you know, very generic coming-of-age stories on Netflix and Mm -hmm. most of the time they are movies but every now and then you get a show Um, you get one that avoids that like Babysitter's Club which was fantastic but then you get some that come out and they're just um, I've seen it all before I've seen the same type of show Uh, so when I started looking into this and I saw the cast and I saw what it was based off of it did get me a bit excited but again I just I wasn't expecting the show that I ended up getting, but mm-hmm. I am curious how it differs from the book. I was looking for people in my non spoiler review uh, who have read the book. So I'm going to keep an eye out for the comparisons yeah. there.
0: Yeah. If you've read the book and you watch the movie, put in the comments section maybe some of the differences. Yeah. Uh, I'll definitely, in post-Christmas I will read the book because I really enjoyed this series and I just don't have any time right now to read (laughs) (laughs) but but I'm really uh, looking forward to reading it but oh yeah overall what would you say about this first season it sounds like you really enjoyed it
1: I did I loved uh, the fact that they were kind of telling the story from a very different perspective well two perspectives, obviously, uh, but how they would kind of progress the story and then go back and tell it from Lily's perspective. And then we get into the next episode and introduce new characters. It just felt really, and I said this in my review, it felt fresh, right? And it also (laughs) caught me in the Christmas spirit. And I know you've been watching Christmas movies, so you're probably already there, Rachel, but Mm -hmm. I was still like, I'm not even into Thanksgiving yet. Like my brain just hasn't clicked. But as soon as I watched this, I thought to myself, this could be one that I go back to. Like, you get these holiday movies and TV shows, and sometimes they just hit. And from the outside looking in, okay, coming of age, and our protagonist in Dash, well, he's kind of a snarky, you know, humbug Christmas guy. And it's just not the kind of guy that I feel like I would relate towards, but I loved his character. I loved their relationship. I thought the chemistry, even though they were barely on screen together, was fantastic. And the show just um, really kind of blew me away. I just, I really enjoyed my time.
0: Yeah, I think it's kind of like Sleepless in Seattle in the sense that the, the, yeah, they're not together, but until the very end of the, in this case, the series, in that movie, they're not together till the very end, but Mm -hmm. they share so much like thought space together that it's (laughs) fine with me. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> and uh, you get that chemistry and you know that if they can just figure everything out then of yeah. course they're they're meant to be together yeah so the basic concept of this series is that uh lily who's i think supposed to be 16 is that right
1: i believe so 16, yeah, 16.
0: Yeah. um so she uh she's feeling very discouraged and she, her parents are going to Fiji for Christmas. Uh, her brother's in this relationship. So he's kind of uh, not available for companionship and to do things. And so she's just feeling like, oh, everybody's forgotten about Christmas. And so she decides in her f- favorite bookstore to leave this journal and for someone to find. And and then it just so happens that this this kid Dash finds the journal, and they start doing these dares with each other. And you do have to accept that basic concept in order to enjoy the show. That, that of course, that just, you know, it it would have been easy for a, you know, 65 year old man to find the journal. (laughs) Just so you have to just accept that, of course, the perfect sort of eligible, snarky, charming, guy finds the journal and is up for doing this.
1: Yeah. Step one is like under the perfect circumstances, this (laughs) show gets off the ground, right? Right. So if your brain doesn't click there, then you're not going to like the show because from there, there are numerous events that, you know, may just kind of fall into place because that's how the story progresses. But normally I, I wouldn't really buy that kind of thing right? It all comes down to the execution. I thought episode one really established who these characters were very well, right? The fact that Austin Abrams' character was able to get up and I believe read the poem that she set for him and and kind of embarrass himself in front of that group of people. And these constant back and forth dares, um, something that, you know, I, first of all, I didn't know where the conflict would come in. And of course we Mm -hmm. get that with the X situation. And then um, the kind of character that I didn't like that guy situation. Um, But the dares, the back and forth, kind of getting to know each other through that really, really worked right off the bat. So once I you know, accepted, all right, I'm glad it wasn't, like you said, a 65-year-old man. That's good. Um, that's when I really started to enjoy this, and that's when my brain yeah. kind of locked in on what the story was.
0: You have to have like a little bit of whimsy in order to enjoy yeah. this show, but yeah. I certainly think all of the Hallmarkies will love it. Uh, yeah. It is like slightly more mature content than than Hallmark. I would say this is a PG thirteen.
1: Yeah, would you agree? I would too. Yeah. yeah. Uh, well, PG-13. someone said in my comments they said it was, um, and I don't know if this is a different country kind of thing. They said it was a U for Universal, like for a universal audience, meaning it's for anyone. I don't know if I would go below 13, um, yeah. and we talked about this, I think 13, 14 is the age because there is a tiny bit of maybe inferring sexual content in there, so I don't know mm-hmm. if it's for the a entire bit of family. Yeah, some language as well, but for the most part, comparing it to other Netflix things, yeah, I think it's for the family.
0: Yeah, and it's just not Hallmark- it's not when you're on if you're talking on a homework level but um yeah the first two episodes are the first one is from dash's perspective and the second one is from lily's perspective so you get to meet these two characters and i think they did such a great job across the board with casting in this show uh both actors were both of the lead actors i was unfamiliar with i had never seen before um my only critique with that is that I do think they should have made her a little bit older. Mm. Um, I felt like she, to me, most of her actions felt like somebody that's in college, or just starting college, not somebody who's in high school. I don't know just to her independence and uh, just kind of all a lot of the things that happened just to me make more sense for somebody that's in college. Uh, yeah. so i would have probably made her like 19. i think that made more sense plus the actress looks older um yeah. to me uh, then uh, so i would have that would be my only minor like critique with the casting but i loved her I thought she was amazing
1: she's definitely for her ha- for her age in the show she's more mature i i believe mm-hmm. there's a lot of independence there but uh, that could be due to her circumstances. I think I'm just kind of playing the comparison game because some of these other Netflix shows like 13 reasons why they all look 28, right? <laughs> At least she, I, I think she can pass for that age. Um, in terms of Abrams, I really like him. Uh, I believe he was in paper towns. He was in a story this year, chemical hearts, I believe. And a lot of people know him from euphoria where he plays a completely different character. Now he still has that snarkiness here, but I like the fact that there's some likability there. And, and the more I see this guy, the more I like him. Um, but for me, even though he was fantastic, I think she was kind of the one that blew me away just because I didn't know a lot about her, man. She, her enthusiasm, that bubbly and, and just sparkly personality, I loved every time she was on screen. And I said yeah. this, uh, she may be the most likable Netflix character or one of of the entire year. I thought she was great.
0: Yeah, it would have been easy to have made her character a Man of Pixie Dream Girl Uh, That's just kind of (laughs) there to perk up the male characters, which I really don't care for, but I I don't think that's the case here. I think that she is, she is positive. She is, uh, she is uh, really into Christmas, but she also has her snarky moments and her honest moments and she pushes herself and she can be judgmental. And so I, I don't think that she is, uh, fits you know those sort of negative, uh, negative tropes, uh, and so she's just such a likable, sweet, yeah. lovely character. It's so nice to see uh, somebody that. Uh, it's so nice to see some diversity in a show like this, yeah. which you don't always get to see. And I just thought she was a revelation. She was so good,
1: over the top circumstances. But very grounded characters, I yeah. thought, especially our two leads. I mean, you, again, the fact that they were able to give these two chemistry, I, that's what blew me away about this show. It's like, I felt that scene where uh, the camera's coming in, they're both sitting at the table and it kind of combines that shot. And it's almost like they're there with each other. Like, I felt like they were there, even though they technically weren't throughout the yeah. entire show. And then when they finally meet and they get off to, know a bit of a rough start I'm like no no you know guys come on so uh they really made me feel for these two characters now the supporting characters were great as well most of them and I'm sure we'll get into that uh but I thought the the two leads were fantastic Mm -hmm.
0: yeah they're really really good especially her uh the she was just so sweet and uh yeah we also get as her uh grandfather we have James Saito who is uh is a, a legend. He's an incredible yeah. actor. And uh we just had him in uh he was just in a Hallmark movie. Um oh. what was it called? <laughs> I'm getting all confused. <laughs> <laughs> he was just in a hallmark movie called the christmas bow which was uh which was a way better than i expected it to be uh you'll have to check out our our uh, week uh weekly wrap up recap uh for the christmas bow but uh but yeah he was just in that and then he's uh he's also what did i just recently see him in uh anyway he's been in a million things he has been around forever and he's great and i i thought he did a good job in this uh kind of playing this kind of old school character who's used to doing things a certain way um and then it's kind of dealing with these grandkids and what on earth is happening (laughs) i kind of like that and uh so i don't know what did you think of what you think of him
1: uh, I thought it was great I thought he was great I really liked the culture behind how they especially how he approached her like he's very protective very protective and then you have uh, Lillian I believe is her full name but the the ant character of sorts mm-hmm. and their relationship those two going back and forth and what's right for her what's wrong for her you know going out and doing some things and getting a little drunk here and there it's like all right well she's grown up right before my eyes but am i going to accept that so i thought yeah. i thought he was fantastic and her entire family i thought um her brother character was just hilarious like the the very um it's it's almost the relationship that you need with her because she is to herself very independent she's hanging out with a bunch of 30 and 40 year olds, you know? So they, they when they start, um, when they start kind of getting her out there and kind of escaping that bubble, which is what Abrams character says, um, that's when she really started to blossom. So I, I thought her entire family was, was really, really great.
0: Yeah. And he could have been a very cringy character, just being like all rules and no, like yeah. no understanding, but he wasn't, he was like a, a realistic person like he obviously is protective but not to the point of you know it's like uh, like a character like the the dad in full in um full you know what i mean like it could have been somebody like that yeah but he wasn't he was like reasonable
1: which yeah I, I agree i i ju- you needed something there to kind of keep and obviously that's where it first spawned from was you know her brother is the one that had the idea in the first place and then uh, her grandfather was the one that really kind of put the claws in and say you're not going to do this and that so it's like i and and uh dash is over here telling her get out do something different escape the boundaries that you feel like you've been constricted by your entire life so i love that I, I thought it was great and allowed her character to really shine and uh that moment when she goes to that what was it uh a Jewish rock was it was it like a Jewish yeah. punk rock I yeah. loved that I'm like she is such a fish out of water right now <laughs> her character grew so much from that one episode I thought yeah. it was great
0: it, I loved the the whole scene where where he gets dared dash gets dared to sit on Santa's lap and that whole scene was so funny oh
1: my gosh and great. then you get to see Santa later on when he comes back and he's like hey I don't know if I like that guy very much it's like oh <laughs> okay. like, yeah of course you don't and he escaped. it's like your classic like holiday takes the hat runs out of the store gets kicked out I'm like I I know it's cliche to a degree but it was a lot of fun I, I just yeah. love that scene
0: no yeah, it was really funny <laughs> Well, and I think a lot of this too is, is admittedly helped by the fact that there is more escapism watching this in 2020 than there would have been last year because, you know, just all the, the, the crowded scenes and the, 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 things that we, we can't even do this yeah. year as far as, you know, even sitting on can we sit on Santa's lap this year? Probably not. You know, all <laughs> that stuff, it's just made at uh, seeing all of New York when New York's basically shut down right now. Yeah. It was, yeah. it, there's an added escapism, I think, to the show this year.
1: It did. It feels, it, you know, it's light, obviously tone wise, but um, it just felt like this almost like, well, obviously it's a fairy tale, you know, you got the mm-hmm. Before Midnight, you got the Returning the Boot. It's all these fairy tale tropes. And even though it's a grounded story, somewhat with grounded characters, but obviously over the top, it felt like a fairy tale, like you're watching this romance, this love story play out. So I just, I like the escapism. And obviously, 2020, you know, being in public, it's nice to see every once yeah. in a while.
0: <laughs> it's like, I was, there, it was watch, I was live tweeting one of the Lifetime movies this weekend. And I'm like, there. one of the characters gives another character like an
1: awkward hug. And I was like, remember when that was a thing? It was like <laughs> awkward hugs. That was- yeah, like contact or, yeah. <laughs> and, and I, I see that too. Even going back and watching older films right now, I'm like, you're within six feet. Oh, wait, no, that's a movie from 2009. Like, it's okay. Like 2020 has ruined me. I can't watch anything without being stopped get away and you're too yeah. close to each other oh wait okay we're not in 2020 all right we're yeah. good so so it's a weird world Rachel weird it really world. is it's so weird <laughs> I never thought I would be
0: like I never thought I would be nostalgic for crowd scenes you know I'm yeah. watching some of these movies and people are people are at like a town festival and I'm like
1: yeah mm. do you remember that and yeah. and <laughs> even the mask like no one's married where obviously they're not gonna be wearing masks yeah. so I'm like guys put your mask on what are you yeah. doing come on That's so fair. it's it's just odd
0: Yeah. Uh, Take a second to thank our sponsors for this episode of the podcast. They are the good folks over at Care of, and they've been a sponsor for us for uh, quite a little while, and we're very grateful to them. And they have a they have high quality products, meets personalization. I think that's what makes them special. And all of Care of's products are formulated with good for you, clean ingredients that are backed by science. And they are super transparent about the research and sourcing behind all of their products. And you get individualized recommendations that come in daily. Uh, individual wrapped packets that are perfect for getting back into a routine. We all are sort of struggling with that right now and, and you have, even it has your name on it. They're very individualized and the way that they become individualized is they start you off with you taking their five-minute online quiz, and this quiz it asks you about your lifestyle, your sort of your belief in vitamins, how you feel about that, your lifestyle, your skepticism, your health concerns, all that stuff are taken into effect, and then you are given with your recommendations for what you should be taking, and that's very very helpful, and you can adjust your pack at any time. It's like having a one-on-one consultation with a nutritionist, all without leaving your house. And I know when I took the quiz, I was able to narrow down to my sleep needs as being my highest priority. I was able to get some of the dream team on the go uh, quick sticks and those have melatonin as well as other uh, properties that are good for helping you to sleep, and they've been great. It's a wonderful service that they offer and makes things quick and easy. You can have it delivered, you can have uh, it on a regular basis, or you can individually order your vitamins. It's important for all of us right now, with fall coming on, that we fall back into a healthy routine. As the season changes, it's important to get ahead of taking care of your immune health. It takes about 30 days for your body to adapt to new nutrients. So now is a great time to update your vitamin and wellness routines to help support your immune system this fall. Care-of's products go beyond vitamins and supplements to include protein powders and boosts to help supplement your workouts as you move indoors in the colder months. So you will really find it helpful. For 50% off your first Care-of order, go to takecareof.com, enter code hallmarkies 50 that's new code. So go to takecareof.com Enter code Hallmarkies fifty. yeah, the I also loved the the actor playing the elf, uh, in the <laughs> in, in that scene. He did it really- Was an
1: actor, and when he got approached for his role, he's like. Oh, really? Come on. And he had his signed picture. <laughs>
0: yeah, <laughs> he, had so his, he had his he uh, had his headshot ready to go. Yeah, he, perfect. To perfect. That was, it was. I guess his name was Michael Cyril Crichton. <laughs> and uh, so, Michael, you did a good job. It was really yeah, funny.
1: Did. I agree. Uh, so,
0: uh, yeah. And so we get those first two episodes out of the way, which are sort of setting up our, our basic uh, premise for the show and our characters. And... Uh, Yeah, I mean, I felt like they did a good job of making Dash. He's snarky, but not, Mm -hmm. in my opinion, Uh, I I felt like he was likable enough. I mean, just the fact he's willing to go along with all of this and participate kind of says a lot to me. I, I know our friend Kristen Maldonado, she was not a big fan of Tash, <laughs> oh,
1: but really? uh,
0: yeah, but I, I thought that he was, he was kind of hipstery and kind of a little bit yeah. irritating at times, but, but he was always still willing to go for it Yeah. in the end. So I think well, that a lot of it was over to me.
1: A lot of it was circumstantial to like, look at what happened with his former relationship. And a lot of it has to do with his, you know, the, the kind of the beef with his dad and a lot of it re- revolves around Christmas. I would like to see him maybe during Halloween. I feel yeah. like he would be happier during a different holiday because Christmas is just like not his time of the year. Uh, but I, you know, I, I liked him by the yeah. end of the story. Like you said, too. willing to do what he did, even that first episode. I'm like, I, I don't think I could do that. Yeah. I, I don't I just don't think I could do it. So I liked him. I thought he was really yeah. good.
0: Well, it's just so attractive the whole idea of people falling in love over their Mm -hmm. words, you
1: know,
0: that, that, that's such, whether it's shop around the corner or you've got mail or, uh, you know, many different, uh, types of, of movies and roles. Um, that's just such an attractive quality. I mean, it's just me as a writer, the idea of somebody Mm -hmm. being like fall of corresponding with someone and falling in love is such an appealing, I think quality.
1: Well, it's, and to me, it goes beyond that too. It's like, we could have, you know, 2020, you could use text messaging, heck, send an email. Mm-hmm. But it's it's almost like this classic, you know, handwritten, we're, we're going back and forth with this journal. Like, and it's crazy to think that that feels so outdated, but unfortunately it just kind of does. Dude. Yeah. You know, kids are constantly texting everything. Like, send me a letter. I'm not going to send a letter. I can just text you, right? Mm-hmm. Well, this almost throws us back and goes back to the escapism. Yeah. Kind of, it feels out of its time, you know what I mean? And, and, you know, getting what he got from her through a handwritten letter per se, I thought was great. And I thought it worked.
0: So then we have the Hanukkah episode which uh, you mentioned. So she gets dared to go to this Hanukkah club, <laughs> this <laughs> underground uh club. And that's why I, this episode in particular I feel like she felt more like a college student to me than a high school student. But um but anyway, she goes to this club with this Yiddish rock band i guess you describe it i don't know and she also wears this she's had this dress for forever that yeah. she hasn't had the confidence to wear but her uh her brother uh and his and his boyfriend convince uh her to wear the dress and uh so she she goes to this club and has this kind of crazy night there's this drag queen there and uh she's dancing like a maniac (laughs) what do you think of this episode
1: um it was great I mean like you said it it got us a chance to because you know until that point I know we got her episode but we didn't really know her knew she was peppy we knew she loved Christmas but I didn't know what again the conflict was going to be and kind of Coming outside of her shell, which was nice to see, and and then you know obviously at the end of the episode we run into a bit of a traumatic aspect of her past with um uh what's his uh, what's the guy's name um,
0: um was it Edgar Edgar, Edgar? Yeah, yeah
1: Edgar you know just don't like Edgar you know we'll, we'll talk about it. just <laughs> don't yeah and I know you're not supposed to like him it's not his yeah. fault but I don't so- like.
0: Him so basically edgar is this character from her past that uh that made fun of her this bully in mm-hmm. uh was that like middle school I think? Yeah, yeah 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 middle school so. and uh, she had made friendship bracelets for uh everybody in school And, uh, and she was trying to give them out to people and uh, everybody just tossed them aside. And he, this particular, this kid was saying, you're so weird, you're so weird and making fun of her. And uh, so she has all this trauma, which I certainly connect with because I was definitely bullied as a kid and they had to take me out of school uh, because it was such a a problem. And uh, it's just so kids can be so mean they can be
1: so horrible and he's still mean (laughs) yeah still he's the worst and they end up connecting later on which i'm like what are you doing don't do that goodness (laughs) gracious but man i just every time his character's on screen i don't like edgar and i know that's the point i get it but ooh, just frustration there and um, and he gave her another aspect he has
0: no idea that he hurt her and uh and so yeah it's it's i thought that her backstory was more compelling than his backstory because he yeah, had dated so. this kind of perfect woman in his eyes yeah. Yeah. uh and uh this kind of goddess character and uh so played by Keena marie and i guess is she famous is she someone i should know
1: i didn't know her yeah. Uh, i didn't know her so maybe maybe not but
0: I, <laughs> I i feel i uh, i guess she yeah she was new to me uh as far as an actress but uh but she she has is beautiful and yeah uh we understand why he you know had this relationship with her but i don't know i just felt like hers was more compelling maybe it's just because i connect with it more having had a bully experience in my life and mm-hmm. uh, so I, I connected with her and i thought they did that really well just showing her getting all the, the little her getting all the charm bracelets and...
1: yeah yeah that that was a, a really good i'm glad they gave both of them a, a nice backstory and with mm-hmm. his backstory um i you know i don't relate to Being with the goddess because she was, she was like, she's rich, got all money and this and that. And uh, I was in a relationship once and I was not myself. With this girl, right? Yeah. I'm a completely different person, catered to whatever you want, honey, this and that. And that's kind of how I felt he was with her, just not yeah. himself. And so he finally opens up with Lily um, via the journal, which was cool. Um, but yeah, I, I liked his backstory, but I think I'm with you. I think hers being a bit more traumatic and uh, making you like her even more. I thought hers was a bit better
0: yeah so she runs away from the club and after seeing edgar and she ends up losing her boot (laughs) (laughs) and so uh he he, oh dash also leaves her a message on the mirror in the bathroom of the club uh, and which was really cute and uh and uh, so anyway so then the next episode is called cinderella where he gets the boot. And he goes on a little journey to try to find out who uh, owned the boot, and that's where he yeah. ends up meeting uh, her aunt, uh, who uh, was a fun character. I liked her. She was played by Jody Long, and okay. uh, I thought that she was a she was a fun character.
1: Yeah, she was one of my favorite. Like the second she opens the door. I was like, oh, I'm going to like her because yeah. <laughs> she tells it how it is. Um, that that point where she gives a little hint as to Dash's name. I'm like, ooh, you better quit. Like I just every time she said anything, I thought she was great. I'm not very uh, familiar with the actress. I mean, I've seen a lot of her work. I know she did a lot of things like in the 80s and the 90s. I don't know if she's done anything recently, um, but I think she is outstanding in this show
0: yeah evidently she's done some she did curb your enthusiasm she done some mm-hmm. other stuff that i haven't seen but she she yeah she was she was really fun and it's just great to see these uh these uh actors getting these roles because i i think if this show had been made uh, even just a couple of years ago it probably would have been all white characters yep. in, in, and in, in, it's just so it just makes it better. It's more interesting. It's a little mm-hmm. bit, it's, uh, it just adds a, a fun element to have, uh, people of, you know, people have an Asian, uh, element to this story. Yeah. It just makes it better.
1: Yeah. I would uh, say. I, I agree. It diversifies the show in general and it allows us to get a, a bit of a different insight into, okay, we have a white male, we have, you know, Asian characters, we have black characters, like across the board. It's it just, it adds a flair to the show that you don't often get. And I loved it. I thought it was great.
0: Like it could have still been obviously good if it's done yeah, well. Like I mean, sure. I enjoyed Emily in Paris, for instance, and that was too, a, you know a white white protagonist. So it just depends on how it's done. But I don't know. It just to me, it's, it's just really fun and nice to see. Uh, so yeah, this Cinderella episode was probably my favorite, just because I love Cinderella and I, <laughs> I love you know romance, the, such <laughs> big romantic gestures and him going through and trying to find her it was just so fun. I loved that and i think that's where i really became a fan of dash was in that episode because uh, he was really i also really liked boomer in that episode his friend yes uh, was really fun and and i liked that he was just like what's wrong with you <laughs>
1: yeah i but you talk about the ultimate best friend character um yeah. and i know they get in a fight at one point it's like all oh, you're talking about behind my back but all Boomer tried to do was help him out. It's like yeah. I'm not going to tell you the name. I'm not going to tell you this, but I will tell you that he's a great guy. You got to get past his walls, but then he'll open up. It's like that's the all that's the best friend you want. So I yeah. thought that was great.
0: He kind of reminded me of Dave Chappelle and You've Got Mail, who I, <laughs> I I love him in that movie. I mean, I love yeah, yeah, almost right. everything about that movie, but he's so funny. Yeah. He's like- <laughs> I agree. Yeah. him and Tom Hanks are so funny together. <laughs> I agree with that. <laughs> so I i would hopefully in season two we can get a full boomer episode. I would love that.
1: Oh yes, me yeah. too. And and what's the on my block? Have you seen that show, Rachel, on Netflix? Mm-mm. Uh there's a character in that show that I kid you not, they just their actions and this the over-enthusiasm, he reminded me so much of him. And it's just like that's one of my favorite characters on Netflix. And so he really stood out in this show for me. And I thought he was a perfect casting as well. I thought the kid was great. Mm
0: -hmm. So, uh, so she finds out that her parents are actually going to move to Fiji. And so she's going to have to move, she thinks with them to Fiji and she's pretty depressed about it. Uh, And I mean, you don't want to leave New York City. I get it, but I I might be more excited too.
1: I would do Fiji. Come on, now let's go.
0: <laughs> so, uh, so in episode five is Sophia and Edgar. It's called, and that's where we get more about this backstory between both of them. So Sophia is the is the X for Dash, and uh, she actually ends up. F- finding him and they have kind of a she wants to start the relationship over again uh but he is not you know he's not interested in doing that yeah. uh but um that's a little bit further down but anyway she uh um she we get to hear more in episode five about sophia and edgar
1: yeah i yeah this was the episode i knew they would have a chance encounter at some yeah. point. I knew there had to be because, you know, it's kind of the trope of they're going to meet, they're not going to know it's each other, of course. But I really like the way that it happened. I like the way they built up to it. You're going to go to this party with me. Um, and then of course, Edgar, you know, being kind of the I didn't like him. I know he's clueless and he doesn't really know what he's doing, but he's just <laughs> kind of like, I can get away with anything. And then later on they're at the bar is like, oh yeah, I'm going to be your first kiss and just that character. But establishing who they were and who they are now and I love the fact that dash is such a different character now than he used to be he's finally and she even tells him at one point she's like you're different you're a completely different person and I don't know if it was this one experience with the journal or maybe a combination of events leading up to that and this just amplified it um I thought the character development of this episode was great
0: yeah yeah it was it was good and and then they end up actually at the same party but they don't know that they're both there yeah. and through the course of the party they start to figure things out and uh and she sees him leave with Sophia and so she thinks that he's and not you know he's interested in Sophia yeah. and uh so I I, I thought that whole party scene was really fun I really enjoyed that
1: yeah I did too and and um boomer leaving and her coming around the corner I'm like oh just so close and then they would have known and we could have avoided this and then at one point uh he almost was it he almost says his name no she almost says her name Uh and then he realizes or he doesn't get a chance to realize who it actually is I'm like god right there it's all these daggone it moments so why do you keep going past that but it builds for a great finale so I, I see why they did it
0: yeah, it almost reminds, not to keep quoting You've Got Mail, but it did kind of remind me of the party scene in You've Got Mail, which I love.
1: Yeah, you're when, right. You're not wrong.
0: <laughs> you're taking all the the caviar garnish. <laughs> you're taking all the caviar. You're right. <laughs> I love that scene in that movie. <laughs> that caviar is a garnish. <laughs> uh, but, uh, but yeah, and I'll, the other thing that this show reminded me of is Serendipity. Have you ever seen that movie?
1: no i don't dale that one no. john
0: cusack it's pretty cute uh it's about so they meet they have this incredible night together incredible they have okay. this incredible evening together and all over new york city and so they decide to both write their names in this book and if uh, if fate wants them to be together then okay then they'll find the book and it's 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 kind of ridiculous but anyway and so there's all this fate and everything and it kind of reminded me a little bit of of that movie and uh and so i uh, that was a lot of fun and so then we get to our final uh our final two episodes so in the christmas episode uh they actually meet and uh and they they have you know they have this connection and it it seems to be going pretty well but then there's like there's this uh nervousness about it all this conflict and uh and she's having to move and so there's that going on yeah. and uh and then so we finally get to the new year's eve episode and uh, <laughs> what do you think about them involving uh nick jonas in this finale.
1: Well, it was so random because they go to the concert and I'm like, well, if the Jonas Brothers agreed to do this, then I know one of them is going to pop up and have a little (laughs) conversation. And of course it was Nick. And they're they're sitting there talking. They're like, you know, he's like, I got to do this. I got to go after her and, you know, I've got to make things right. And then Nick Jonas pops up. He's like, you sure do, man. Everybody's like, oh my God, (laughs) it's Nick Jonas. (laughs) Like, and I knew that was going to happen, but it, it didn't feel, and the guy says, um, he's like, oh, yeah, I know these guys. This is why I'm in their trailer. So I'm like, okay, it's just a way to get him in there. But it kind of worked for what it was. And it gave uh, Dash the opportunity to get more motivated than he already was. So, uh, I, you know, it, it, a strange inclusion, but one that I wasn't upset yeah. with. I'll say that. It was yeah.
0: kind of fun. I enjoyed yeah. it. Uh, it kind of added to sort of the whimsy of the whole, it was just, Fun. I enjoy it. Yeah, yeah, I, I, it, yeah. it made me smile. And uh, and so yeah, they they end up they're in his tour bus, and he's like, Get out of my bus. What are you doing? <laughs> says, yeah, like, go yeah. after this girl. Yeah. And it was it was cute. I enjoyed it. And uh, so and then he decides that he's going to decorate this bookstore where he found the book and mm-hmm. Uh, and he basically like sets it up as sort of this mini New York with uh, that and everything sort of symbolizes one of the different dares that they did and uh, so she comes and it's just great it's so she's feeling really sad because she's gonna have to move and uh, I don't know I love over-the-top romantic gestures obviously (laughs) I love Hallmark movies so I loved this whole thing in this bookstore and it was really good
1: I'll tell you Normally, I would be like, oh, so cheesy. So, how many times have we seen this? I don't know what it was. Like, why can't you bring me on a podcast and we talk about a bad movie or show? (laughs) I keep getting won over by these ridiculous, and this is such a, you know, in theory, it's so ridiculous, but she walks in and it's decorated and it's so just sweet. And I'm like,
0: come on he's got all the food there from the different challenges there's a pretzel oh we forgot to talk about the um the break the breakable room whatever place that she goes to that was interesting do you think that's a real place you know where where she destroys the it's like this whole place where you put together some kind of craft and then you immediately (laughs) destroy it that's the whole shtick i i hope
1: it's a real place because i'm going to seek that out (laughs) one of these days when COVID is not a thing, I'm going yeah. to check it out because that is. Um,
0: I, I, if area. I could have the distancing, I, I feel like I need that even more in COVID. <laughs> 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 Let me destroy stuff.
1: Yeah, because I get, I tend to get very like impatient easily as like little (laughs) tiny things with my videos. I just like, oh, so that that was like the ultimate outlet. So I hope it's real, Rachel.
0: It remind me of the uh, scene in Office Space when they destroy the (laughs) fax machines. That's (laughs) what I was thinking too.
1: It's pure (laughs) anger. Yeah, I loved that. I thought it was great
0: um but uh, but it's so sweet this ending is really good and then she goes back and she finds out that she can stay with her aunt and she doesn't have to move to fiji so that's very good news and they uh, and we also find out her her brother because her brother was frustrating a little bit to me because first of all he's like so into this relationship that he's Mm. ignoring his family which i was kind of irritating and again Mm. felt a little bit like he should be older to be having this kind of like serious i don't know relationship i maybe i'm just old-fashioned but um Mm. but anyway but then he just drops this guy like was his, his name Rodrigo or something like that? Or, yeah, something like or I forget. That. Anyway, he just drops him because the guy's going on vacation. It makes no sense. <laughs>
1: like, yeah. What? Like I liked his enthusiasm. I thought he was a funny character. For me, it was that subplot that I just didn't really care about. And it's mostly because of how he handled it. It's like, you're, come on, dude, you're in the wrong here. And you're going to give relationship advice. It's, and she yeah. tells him at the end, she's like, why are you giving me relationships? Yeah. You're bless. really bad at that. But um, but yeah, it was that subplot, and then they kind of fix it at the end when he's standing below uh, the second window, and he's like, "I got your journal," and I'm like, "Oh, I mean, that's sweet." But again, it's just kind of like eh, I didn't I didn't love that. I
0: wouldn't want to be in a relationship with somebody that would dump me because I'm going on vacation for two weeks. Oh what? man, I
1: would have been dumped. I love I love vacation, so I'd be dumped <laughs> multiple times. Like, it's, it's not good. Are you kidding me? Not
0: good. I, it was weird i didn't like yeah. that but but anyway so yeah they end up happy and they and then dash and lily end up together it's so cute i loved the end the kiss at the end was so good yeah. and especially because he thinks that she's into this edgar guy uh but she's not obviously and uh so Uh, they they try to like put some conflict in about her being interested in edgar him being interested in sophia yeah but of course we know that they're going to end up together and i i feel like i know that there's multiple books uh, but i don't know i think you you said off air that you'd be fine with it or you said in your review that you'd be fine with it just ending and being this little thing and i kind of agree
1: Mm. Yeah, and I know it's according on how it does. I don't know how it's going to perform because they really didn't market it all that well, to be honest with you. Um, But I I like the idea of this being contained. They told their story. They tied it up in a nice little bow, which, you know, 50-50. Sometimes that's good. Sometimes it's not. But I thought it worked really well for what they did. And what more do you do? What more do you do, Rachel? I don't know.
0: Yeah, because I don't want to see them like break up and- you know, because you have to. Yeah. If you're going to have a season two, then you have to have conflict because they're not like going to get married. She's only 16. Like, you just have to have some <laughs> yeah. kind of conflict. And, uh, and I don't know. I don't really want to see that. Like, that would be, I mean, it can be done and done well, yeah. but. I don't know. I feel like it's a tall order. And I mean, I see that all the time with Hallmark movies. Cause usually when they try to do a sequel, cause everyone wants a sequel, but yeah. usually they're terrible because they don't know what to do next because the couple's already together. So, well, then what do they do? Mm-hmm. They have to provide some kind of conflict and usually it ends up just being really frustrating. You're like, why are you doing this? Why are you behaving this yeah. way? Why are you ruining my couple that I love? Uh, <laughs> and so I'm, I, I don't know. I, I, uh, I agree with you that I would almost just prefer it to be this little a little thing. Or like maybe make it an anthology. So maybe the next season it'd be about a different couple that have mm. a similar. I don't know. I'd be fine with that.
1: I like that more. I do. I I mean multiple books, so obviously they may have a story to go off of. I'm just you know, and they didn't say this was a limited series. Mm-hmm. So that's one thing that tells me, oh no, well, not oh no, but you know, you do a sequel series, so I'm just yeah. interested to see where they go. Now, there were a couple of things. Uh, was Boomer with um, it looked like he was holding hands, it was a very quick shot with uh, Sophia, right? At the end, I, yeah, I think. I think you're right. Yeah, yeah,
0: that's right. There was a little shot of that, but we didn't get Which much,
1: could but so that would that be some fun. conflict, maybe. Yeah, so, that's we'll true. just have to see. Yeah, they
0: could expand on the side characters and that would be fun. Like I said, if we had a whole Boomer episode that I would love that.
1: Yeah, me too. He's great. Or maybe even just focus on him next season. Yeah. (laughs) I'm Uh, all right.
0: Have him uh, have a book of his own yeah. or something like that. That would be great. Because that, that's the classic, as far as like romance novels of what, I don't know about these particular novels, but in romance novels, what they usually do is they'll have a romance, they'll have a story. And then the second book is about a side character of the first book. And you just have the the oh, the first yeah. couple just appears like briefly. And that's usually, that's why you'll have like, the Fool's Gold series, where it's all about one <laughs> town, and each book is a different romance, you know, yeah. or whatever it might be. And I, I think that if they were to go that route, I that could be fun. But I, I haven't read the other books, so uh, you have to let us know if you've read uh, yes. the the books. Let us know uh, what uh, if you think there's potential for more, uh, for more stories. And I don't know if the other books are set at Christmas. Or if that's just this one, hmm. uh, but it would be kind of a fun little Christmas thing to get yes. every every year. A little Christmas. I feel tradition. like Christmas
1: is at the heart, even though technically it can take place during any time of the year. Christmas is really at the heart of this story, so I, it would feel weird uh, doing mm. a season two and it not being Christmas time. So I think yeah. that would make for a fun tradition if you do a season two. Set it at this time for sure. Do
0: you do you think though that you have to be a Christmas nut? to enjoy this series because i obviously am a christmas nut and yeah. i love all things christmas um but i i uh i feel like i feel like there's enough here that if you're the kind of person that's like christmas movies oh, <laughs> I, I think you could still enjoy it because you could relate to dash as a character yeah.
1: Yeah, I completely agree. And that's where I was going. You have one character that loves Christmas and you have another character who's not too big on it and he's doing things outside of his comfort zone. So um, yeah, I think if you love Christmas or not, I think you have to be open to the romance aspect because I know a lot of people that would be like, I don't really want to watch it because it's a romantic show, but I think it does enough here fresh to kind of overcome that. So I, I would recommend this honestly, to pretty much anyone, right? It pretty much anyone maybe open the door into a new genre, or if you're a fan, then you're going to eat it up. Absolutely. Yeah. So there we
0: go. That's our thoughts on Dash and Lily season one. I really enjoyed it. I thought it was very romantic. It was very sweet. I loved the lead, particularly the lead actress, Midori Francis. She was so good. And uh, so, yeah, it was a, I was a little bit skeptical actually going into it because Netflix can be hit and miss yeah. um but I, this was a win for me and so i'm so glad that you enjoyed it as well uh, we we write things in this podcast uh, one to five uh okay. we'll we'll do stars for netflix one to five what would you give it one to five for
1: i'd Dash go four i would go four out of five uh you know it's just with you in that camp of i did not expect anything and even on a technical level i thought it was shot really yeah. well I thought it was too. beautiful to look at, so well directed. The You have to have the proper editing to maintain a story that goes back and forth between two different perspectives. And I, I thought it was great. Um, and then obviously the story worked, so I, I would go four out of five.
0: Yeah, I agree with you. I'm also going to go four out of five. It's very whimsical and sweet and, and funny and yep. just, I don't know, just very enjoyable. I think people will love it. So let us know what you think of this series. If you get a chance to watch it, we'd love your thoughts in the comments section, or you can talk, uh, hit us up on Twitter. We'd love to hear what you think. And so Austin, where can people find your channel?
1: Yeah, you guys can find me, uh, Austin Burke on YouTube. Uh, so many Netflix things, movies and TV <laughs> shows. I'm watching The Crown and I'm watching, hopefully watching Mank later on. So I, I can't wait to uh, continue to get gems like this, like yeah. Babysitter's Club and Dash and Lily, two shows that you, know, you don't expect to be great, but they yeah. ended up being great. So thanks for having me on, Rachel. I yeah, appreciate so it. Yeah, so
0: fun to have you on. And we'll try to have you on for a bad
1: show. I yes. <laughs> want to oh, I need this in my life, Rachel. I need to talk about Come on. But but you
0: can find me at Rachel's Reviews, uh, all over social media, iTunes, YouTube, and on Rotten Tomatoes. So check that out. And make sure you're following the podcast, the Hallmarkies Podcast, the Hallmarkies Pod all over social media. And if you're listening on iTunes, please leave your ratings and reviews. It helps us out so much. We really need those so people can find the podcast during this time of the year. Uh, we, If you are watching on YouTube, please give this video a thumbs up and subscribe to the channel. We appreciate that so much. We also have our patron group and we are having a special patron watch along this saturday You want to make sure that you're uh, you're signed up any level patron can participate it's only uh two dollars to join in on the patreon and we are watching two turtle doves which was the fan favorite last year for hallmark channel with the director leslie des and producer kevin duda is going to be there on the watch along it's going to be super fun so make sure that you are signed up for our patreon you'll love it and, uh, and then also we have our merch store, which has tons of festive designs. And so make sure to check that out. There's going to be sales all the way through this month and next month. So definitely take a look at that. We also have our free Zoom backgrounds. If you go to Hallmark Podcast dot com slash zoom dash backgrounds you can download by artist jessica miller and just have fun that's our little gift to all of you so please check that out and uh, thanks again austin this was so much fun and uh, we'll talk to you all later merry christmas Bye. bye